This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to that paleo show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. Like many doctors, today's guest focused on treating her patients' conditions with drugs or surgical procedures. However, this all changed pretty rapidly after being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2000. This turned out to be a huge catalyst for a big shake-up. We know that many of our listeners at home first discovered paleo through experience a health crisis, and um, you can personally relate to the need for urgency when it comes to examining and improving our health practices. Within three years of her diagnosis, Dr. Terry Walls was in a bad way. Her back and stomach muscle had weakened to the point where she needed a wheelchair and conventional medical treatments were failing her. Rather than accepting her rapidly deteriorating state of health, Dr. Walls began studying the latest research on autoimmune disease and brain biology. She started to use food as medicine and opted to get her vitamins, minerals, antioxidants and all the good stuff from the food she ate rather than the pills and supplements that we'd previously been relying on. Dr. Terry adopted the nutrient-rich paleo diet and used this as the base to develop her own approach to healing chronic autoimmune conditions. She has gone on to be an internet sensation via her TED Talk, which went viral, and she is also a successful published author with the recent release of her amazing book, The Wolves Protocol, How to Beat Progressive MS Using Paleo Principles and Functional Medicine. Welcome to the show, Dr. Terry Walls. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're excited to have you on. Uh, we know you've got so much uh, good information and a, and a wonderful story to share, so we're pretty excited on this end of the, the globe. So, um, Dr. Terry, your story is super inspiring. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, can you perhaps start off by telling us about your um, self, maybe pre- and post-MS? Oh, Sure. So, um, you know, before entering medical school, uh, I was an athlete, I was into martial arts, and actually I competed at full contact free sparring, getting a uh, bronze medal for the Pan American Trials uh, in 1978. Uh, Then I, you know, went into medical school, uh, became a doc, had a couple of kids, uh, and, uh, but was still active uh, with my family, biking, skiing. Uh, but in 2000, I started stumbling and uh, then was diagnosed with MS. Um, and uh, I knew that within 10 years, half of people diagnosed with MS are not able to work. And I was the main breadwinner for our family. I had two young kids. So I sought out the best MS center I could find, the Cleveland Clinic, took the newest drugs. And still within three years, my disease had transitioned to secondary progressive MS. My docs told me that. At that point, there's no more remissions, no improvements, uh, and that functions once lost are gone forever. Uh, and so I, you know, I took the chemotherapy, I got the wheelchair, 
I took that miracle drug, Tizabri, but continued to decline. Uh, and uh, I'm going to back up just for a moment. In 2002, I learned about uh, paleo diets. And after 20 years of being a vegetarian, I started a paleo diet. Uh, but I continued to decline in the following year, needed the wheelchair, the chemotherapy, uh, Tizabri. Uh, and uh, started reading uh, the basic science, brain biology, started adding some vitamins and supplements that seemed to slow the speed of my decline. Uh, then I discovered uh, electrical stimulation of my muscles, uh, which I started uh, in the summer of 2007, uh, functional medicine. Uh, so I had a longer list of vitamins and supplements from the functional medicine folks. Uh, it, but then at the end of 2007, I had the brilliant awareness that I should take this long list of things I was taking in pill form and uh, figure out where they were in the food supply and get them from food. And that really is when the magic began. Uh, and uh, my fatigue went away. Uh, walking improved. Uh, and then within the year, I'm able to do this 18-mile bike ride with my family. Wow. That is a phenomenal story, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I, I saw this on uh, on YouTube. I think it was on the TED Talks some years ago, Terry, and it's just amazing. I mean, if I had a dollar for every person I've shared your, your YouTube video with, I'd be a rich man, I reckon, because it's just an amazing yes. story. Absolutely love it. So, Terry, you said that, you know, really it was the paleo principles and functional medicine in your book that was that was really sort of what what you're all about and what was creating that change yes. for you. So, so for people who aren't really aware of what functional medicine is, can, can you explain that a little bit? Oh, sure. So uh, it's a, really a new way of thinking about uh, disease at the root cause. Um, when we talk about all of our chronic diseases, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, what it comes down to, we don't really know why they happen. We have drugs that treat symptoms for a bit, but the diseases progress and you need more drugs. Uh, the functional medicine peak, looks at how the, our cells and bodies are functioning, the physiology. So we want to know how well your digestion and absorption of nutrients is working, uh, how well your body is defending itself uh, from the immune, through the immune system against infection versus accidentally attacking yourself, how well your mitochondria are creating uh, energy from the food you eat, sort of the ATP, how, uh, how many toxins you have and how effective you are at processing, eliminating those toxins, uh, the balance of your hormones, including the stress hormones and vitamin D, uh, and then uh, your lifestyle factors, diet, uh, sleep quality, uh, exercise, social connections, spiritual life. Uh, and we identify what the problems are with how your physiologies are working and the problems are with your lifestyle that either create health or disease. And then help people uh, begin to address the broken physiologies at the cell level and the broken lifestyle to get those lifestyles realigned with health. Uh, and um, it was doing that and realizing that I need to get my food from my nu nutrition from food as opposed to the long list of supplements that some uh, folks are, are used on using that was so transformative for my health. And that's so true, Dr. Terry, isn't it? You know, the, uh, the intelligence, the stuff that's not measured that comes in the, the high-quality food that uh, is so important for the human organism. You were mentioning before about uh, all the different uh, levels and, and factors uh, with regards to, you mentioned vitamin D and 
how well your mitochondria are making use of the food that you're that you're consuming. Um, yes. For for people who are interested in that stuff, who are who have maybe never even been to the doctor for a blood test, what sort of tests can they can they have done, and what what are they called around all of those particular important areas? So you know, in my book, I, I talk about tests at two levels. One is the sort of primary care uh, doctor kinds of tests uh, that we can do, and the other is the higher level functional medicine nutrition tests. Mm. Uh, in general, I have people just start with their primary care doc, getting things that measure inflammation like the C-reactive protein, uh, how well your body uses B vitamins as in the homocysteine, uh, your vitamin D level. Um, I, I get a fasting lipids to see the re, uh, cholesterol, triglycerides, and HDL uh, to get a sense of, of whether there's insulin resistance and a hemoglobin A1C. Uh, and then I work to get all of those basic primary care values optimized using a, a diet and lifestyle approach. And in the clinics that I that I run, uh, which are in a uh, veteran affairs hospital, so uh, I, I just have these primary care labs, we have marvelous results. Um, in my clinical trial, because we're trying to understand the mechanisms of why I'm seeing these amazing results, we do do... Uh, nutritional labs, uh, there's one called the NutriOval that looks at a very detailed assessment of uh, the nutritional status, how well we're making energy, how well we are um, able to make uh, neurotransmitters, how well we are able to process and eliminate toxins, uh, and the health of the membranes. And uh, that, and we see how that changes over time with the use of the nutrition protocol. Uh, we also measure uh, the 24-hour excretion of toxins, and we measure what bacteria, yeast, and parasites are living in the bowels and how that changes from the beginning uh, to 12 months, uh, which is actually very exciting so that I can begin to have some conversations for my uh, scientific colleagues. Uh, what are the mechanisms behind this remarkable transformation in health that we see in our clinical trials. God, that is exciting. I want to come to your clinic. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. What, what transparency you give people over their, their uh, condition. That's fantastic. Um, you know, and uh, it, it's really uh, pretty interesting. Well, when I first uh, had this transformation and I was in a traumatic brain injury clinic and I started talking diet and lifestyle, that was so confusing to people. There were several complaints. I had to go to the chief of staff to explain <laughs> what I was doing. Uh, I brought 85 papers and laid out uh, the science behind what I was doing. Uh, and so people were uncomfortable with that. Then after you know, these six years, I've been doing the research. Every year we have two research weeks where we present our data and people are watching these videos of uh, the changes in walking ability from you know, beginning to 12 months. And so now I've gone from being you know, that odd doctor to this incredible visionary uh, and I'm uh, going around the university giving our research seminar, talking about the work that I do, the vision that I have. Uh, and now this is being spilled. Uh, and I'm going to other institutions, again, giving the research seminar. Uh, and I was in uh, Hong Kong uh, last fall, uh, again, talking about the research. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just awesome, Terry. I mean, the, the work you're doing is just amazing, and it's so great to see it starting to move into, I guess, more of a mainstream medical understanding as well, which is really exciting. 
Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's really important that we have people like me who will do the research, uh, publish in uh, peer-reviewed papers, because it, it takes uh, publications like this and research like this for conventional medicine to begin to see uh, that there are alternative ways of treating autoimmune problems. Yeah. Absolutely, and hopefully, ideally, for it to go from being the alternative way to the mainstream way, you know, that'd be fantastic. But we know that's going to take a long time, don't we? Well, uh, and the beauty is, you have uh, people like me who are out there writing books for the public, saying, you know what, these interventions are pretty low risk, common sense, and you're welcome to wait for me to get, uh, you know, the research, the peer reviewed, the conventional standards to change. Or you know what, if you think they're low risk too, you too could begin to eat a nutrient dense diet begin meditating, begin moving your body, yeah. and see what happens to you. And, and isn't uh, that awesome? I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about wellness, isn't it? It's that proactive yeah. aspect that you actually get to take control of your own health rather than relying on someone else to do it for you. And because um, I, I have – so I have the clinical trial with MS. We have traumatic brain injury uh, where there is a lot of mental health stuff, PTSD, depression, anxiety, um, and, of course, the traumatic brain injury. We use the same uh, protocols there, again, with very uh, po positive results. Then in my primary care clinics and in my therapeutic lifestyle clinic, now I'm seeing the usual high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease. Uh, in, in the lifestyle clinic, we see people with autoimmune conditions, often with several autoimmune conditions, often on you know 20 or more drugs. And I, I, I teach them diet and lifestyle. It's the same basic protocol for everyone, you know, with a little bit of tweaking based on uh, their personal health issues. Uh, but consistently, energy goes up, pain goes down, headaches uh, go away, uh, the, uh, a variety of uh, belly complaints from diarrhea to constipation uh, resolve. And then over the next year, we see blood pressures normalize, blood sugars normalize very quickly. And often, I've been able to get people stable, and then we slowly wean them off their immune-suppressing drugs. Uh, and so now my rheumatology doctors are beginning to notice that people are getting better when they come to my clinic and we're doing the diet and lifestyle thing. That's so cool. That's so exciting. Well, let's talk a little bit about that diet and lifestyle stuff, Dr. Terry, because there's obviously sure. the three phases through your approach. And, and I'm particularly interested, you know, the first two phases are, are quite familiar in terms of just a more conventional paleo approach. And then it seems like the third phase is just taking it that step further, almost into more of an autoimmune paleo sort of protocol. And I'd love for you to talk a bit about, you know, why that is. You know, why do some people sure. have to go above and beyond what we might consider the, the traditional approach, perhaps the, the approach that we were genetically designed for, and, and why is for yeah. some people that extra bit required to really get them back on track and to recover from these autoimmune disorders? Well, you know, the first thing I, I want to remind the listeners is uh, I went paleo in 2002. I needed the wheelchair in 2003, and I was getting uh, worse very rapidly. Mm. So doing the paleo diet, though I'd gone completely gluten-free, you know, no grain, no dairy, no, um, uh, and no legumes, I continued to decline. So paleo was not enough for me, and it's not enough uh, for people who are uh, really quite ill. Uh, and, uh, and part of that is if you don't give people structure for how they do their paleo diet, they can still have a lot of missing vitamins, minerals, essential fats because – you know, we don't know how to structure our diets. Uh, so the, the beauty of 
even my entry level is that I give people a, very, a, a pretty clear structure that uh, lets them maximize the 31 nutrients that I track uh, that are necessary for brain health. Uh, then uh, I bring them along, and some people will have plenty of good response on level one. Uh, the second level is Walls Paleo. Uh, now we uh, insist that they have animal protein, add organ meat, seaweed, and fermented foods. And if they have nuts and seeds, I want them sprouted uh, so we can uh, decrease the lectins. Uh, and again, many people will have tremendous success with that. Uh, it, and that really is the diet that we study in my clinical trials. And so that's the diet that I've got clinical experience with uh, and published data that people do very well. Now, personally, and I've made observations in my clinic, that people who have more serious autoimmune problems more serious uh, neurological or psychiatric problems or a history of cancer or a family history that is very worrisome for cancer, uh, they will do better if we put them in ketosis. Uh, and the challenge with following a ketogenic diet is to put yourself in ketosis, stay in ketosis, and still have those 31 nutrients that I've said your brain cells need. Uh, because if we, if we look at the raw vegans, uh, they go uh, ramp up their vegetables, uh, detox, feel great, have resolution of their medical problems, feel like a miracle cure, and do very well for about two to three years. But then they're running out of their B12, and they're beginning to run out of some of their B vitamins. Uh, they'll have a little more problems with mineral deficiencies. And now their health declines. But because they had this radical improvement when they first started, it's very hard for them to see that there's a nutritional basis. The ketosis folks will run into the same problem. You'll get great results initially, but if you're not very, very attentive to your nutrient density uh, in two to three years, you're going to run out of your uh, nutrition and start having a serious health decline. Wow, that is um, such great information and I think it's really um, admirable that you are quite honest and open in your book. You talk about the importance of people needing to know why and getting back to basics and, and learning about how their body works and you even touch on the fact that if they don't do this, you know, they, they may not be successful when they set out and um, begin a protocol. Um, mm -hmm. So. I think that that's just really refreshing to have that laid out and it really is setting people up for success, Dr. Terry, yeah. um, which is so, so important. Um, we worked very hard at making keeping this book uh, very approachable uh, for the everyday reader. Um, but I was also careful to put enough science and uh, plenty of references in the appendixes to show uh, the nutritional quality uh, of the diet. So the lay public is going to feel great about the book. The nutrition professional and the conventional physicians will uh, feel good about the book, and they'll be quite surprised that uh, this is probably the most nutrient-dense diet they have ever read. You know, when our, uh, I had my uh, research uh, dietitian help me uh, as I prepared the book and we were doing our analysis, uh, and she said, because she's, she's been doing these kind of analyses for many, many years, and uh, she made the observation that in all of her nutritional analyses over these probably 30 years, this has been the most nutrient-dense diet uh, that she's ever had the privilege of analyzing. 
That's that's awesome because I th- I think the nutrient density is such an important part. You know, because I know in your book as well, you talk about fasting, and fasting is such a popular thing at the moment. You know, there's kind of the five two diets and, and all of those things going around at the moment, and I think. The key that some people are missing in terms of this fasting approach is that nutrient density, that you can't actually just be not eating but actually being nutrient deficient because mm. you're not eating, but when you are eating, you're not getting enough of the, the good quality mm. stuff. Um, you know, I, think, I find that's yeah. really important. So do you want to talk a bit about the fasting in your diets, Dr. Terry, and why that's so important? Sure. So uh, when we fast, uh, our bodies will convert from a sugar-burning uh, metabolism or processing system to a fat-burning system. And that's actually a very efficient system. Uh, during that time, our, a lot of genes get turned on that are very effective at repairing uh, diseased cells and diseased organs. So uh, that's part of why uh, fasting is such a healing uh, attribute. Um, now, and you can fast for a while, uh, and during that fast, uh, you have these uh, reparative enzymes turned on. Your mitochondria will be more efficient at generating energy, and your cells will uh, generate more mitochondria per cell, again, increasing the efficiency. Um, And one could uh, do this, get this anti-aging, health-promoting effect by uh, doing a fast 24 hours every other day, uh, or you could do it in a 16-hour fast every day or, say, a 12-hour fast every day. Um, And... I personally am much more comfortable doing a 12-hour fast every day, uh, and so that's my usual eating pattern now. Uh, certainly some of my physician colleagues have done the every-other-day fast, and I have one guy who is trying out the intentional 30% less calories than what your body needs, and he's doing that for a while, and he's coming back to, you know, that's really not very comfortable. He's going to go back to the 12-hour fast pattern. Wow, that's um, so something that I'm personally really interested in as well. I've dabbled a little bit with the fasting, but so far haven't cracked it. And I think that um, you know the, the nutrient density and making sure you've got all of the factors right is um, definitely the key there, Dr. Terry. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit more, or, or hear from you rather. Um, you know, food's obviously a huge component, but you've dedicated a whole section to your book about going beyond food. And we know from your personal story that you're very active. Um, yes. You know, can you tell us about other things that we should be considering and looking at in our lifestyle? Sure. So uh, I talked about uh, the importance of exercise. Um, and then uh, I also discussed electrical stimulation of muscles, how I used it, and how there's a lot of research using that for people who have. Uh, any kind of neuromuscular disease or deconditioning. Uh, and, we, and I do talk about how to get access to electrical stimulation of muscles to get more out of your workout. Uh, then I talk about uh, the, the role of toxins and that uh, our kids are now born with over 200 different toxins in their bodies. Uh, and so making sure our kidneys and liver are finely tuned to process and eliminate these toxins. And there are quite a number of things we can do uh, with the foods that we eat to really uh, make that a more efficient process. Uh, Sleep, of course, is critical. Uh, And so I I have a conversation about uh, the role of sleep in maintaining health and things that you can do to improve the quality of your sleep. Uh, And, you know, then there's some uh, conversations about family support um, and uh, conversations about the social network, internal motivation, uh, the power of using a journal to uh, find your internal motivation. Uh, 
uh, and to help you work through the many challenges that will occur when you're trying to do this kind of major diet and lifestyle change. Dr. Terry, um, I'm really fascinated always by uh, the role of mindset, the ability to discover and implement stress management techniques and to really, again, when we talk about wellness of not just uh, not just surviving but thriving and when, when you look at thriving from a mindset point of view and integrating regular techniques in order to manage your stress, undo it and then go beyond and proactive, um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey in that respect and what, you know, so, sure. so two parts, what, what, what you did yourself and what you've discovered about the benefits of stress management? Uh, during college, I learned how to do transcendental meditation, did it all through my undergraduate uh, years. I entered medical school, and sometime during my medical training, I stopped. Don't really know why. Uh, when I was, uh, But I always exercised. I never quit that, even uh, during my MS. Um, and uh, during my recovery, uh, you know, and when I was diagnosed, I knew that stress was a factor for MS, but I still did not... Uh, resume my meditative practice. Uh, as I began my healing journey and was doing the e-stem, the exercise, uh, and uh, the dietary changes, during that year I uh, finally began to uh, do some meditative practice and I learned to pay more attention to my sleep. Now, in my clinical practice, uh, I, I, because I see veterans from uh, war, war uh, most of these guys and ladies have huge overdrives uh, of their stress. Uh, and so we have long conversations about stress-reducing activities. Uh, and with them, uh, we discuss a whole menu of possibilities, uh, be it meditation, mindfulness, uh, uh, journaling, time in nature, gardening, hunting, fishing. Uh, but that the important thing is that they find some uh, stress-reducing activity that they do in an intentional way, uh, ideally every day. And I also uh, tell them it's fine to begin with just two minutes of stress-reducing activity every day, and then you try and do that several times a day. Uh, and then as your life evolves, you increase the amount of time. I, I certainly have found uh, as I've recovered, and now I, I'm taking on doing things, I'm doing uh, research, traveling, lecturing, uh, writing books, getting ready to put in the proposal for the next book, uh, that I'm very mindful. I, I have uh, three meditations a day. It's very tempting to be busy and say, I'm not going to do that. Um, but it's, it, it's clear I, I need to maintain three meditations a day or I don't sleep well at night. And part of the reason I don't sleep well at night is I'm easily activated. A lot of fun, exciting stuff is going on. Uh, and I find that I really need three or sometimes even four meditations a day so I can still have a, a good, effective, uh, good night's sleep at night. That's awesome, Terry. Dr. Terry, yeah, while we're talking it. about brain function, uh, I'd really love you to talk a little bit about the importance of fats in terms of brain function and in terms of dealing with these sort of neurological disorders. I guess not just in terms of you know yeah. the sort of stuff you've dealt with in terms of MS, but perhaps even in terms of some of the other mental disorders and, and how it can really affect brain function and why you do recommend uh, you know higher fats, particularly in that third phase of your diet. Well, you know, actually, uh, I, I had a big conversation with my nutritionist. Should we recommend a high-fat diet from the uh, uh, initial level? And 
Uh, originally, I, I wrote it uh, with a high-fat diet all the way through, but we decided that we'd create too much discomfort in the medical community, uh, so I lowered the fat uh, on the first-level diet to uh, make make this more acceptable to conventional medicine. The uh, All of our cells are wrapped in fat uh, to make the cell membrane, and the cell membrane is about a third uh, saturated fat, a third cholesterol. Uh, it'll be, uh, and that's going to have omega-3 fats and omega-6 fats to a much lesser degree. Uh, this low-fat craze that we've been on uh, it has made the cell membranes, uh, all of our cell membranes, uh, less healthy, less effective. In the brain, when you have less effective cell membranes, that means you have less effective uh, myelin or uh, wiring uh, between brain cells, and that increases the risk of uh, early cognitive decline, uh, mental health problems, uh, Parkinson's, MS, and other neurodegenerative uh, diseases. The uh, You can take medicines, go on a diet, lower your cholesterol, lower the risk of heart disease, heart attacks, and increase the risk of uh, psychiatric disorders, early dementia, and early neurological disease. Uh, so I am a, I'm very excited that I believe it was the Annals of Internal Medicine had this big meta-analysis that looked at 464,000 lives, and they analyzed the cholesterol intake, the saturated fat intake, the omega-3 fat intake, the omega-6 fat intake, so those uh, seed oils, uh, and the risk of heart attack and stroke. And what they saw, again, with a half million lives, is there's no relationship between cholesterol intake and stroke, saturated fat intake and stroke, that omega-3 fats, which are in grass-fed meat, in uh, wild fish, uh, lower, it lowers your risk of heart attack and stroke, really quite measurably. And the saturated, the uh, polyunsaturated nut seed oils, like corn oil, soybean oil, canola oil, that have been so pushed because they lower your cholesterol, significantly increase your risk of heart attack and stroke. So it, it, and when we look at the data that was used to justify calling cholesterol as the villain, and this was the uh, decreased risk of heart attacks during World War II, you could use the same data and realize that sugar was the problem. Hmm. Um, And so there are more and more scientists, uh, basic scientists, that are realizing sugar is the problem, that it's the oxidation and uh, and the sugaring of cholesterol that is the first step that leads to clogging of the arteries uh, and of the heart attack. Wow. I am so happy and grateful that we're having these discussions and that we're making this information more accessible for, yeah. for everyone. You know, it's it's just key to, to being the best we can and um, we're so appreciative to have your insight as well. Um, it is time to wrap another amazing short show. Uh, it's been chock full of information and um, I certainly have had many useful insights from you. So thank you very much um, to Dr. Oh, Terry. Thank you. Um, so good. Yeah, thank you. You're brilliant. You're such an amazing ambassador for health and um, we feel really privileged to share your time and we wish you every success as you continue sharing your work with others. Um, thank, for, you. thank you. For our listeners at home, if you know anyone suffering from MS or autoimmune conditions, 
um, or if you just want to know more about um, the Walls Protocol, we definitely urge you um, to get a copy of the Walls Protocol, which is available through Amazon, uh, and you can access that also through um, Dr. Terry's website. Uh, you can learn more about Dr. Terry Walls um, and the Walls Foundation, as well as access some fantastic resources by visiting terrywalls.com. We'll post the links to our page as always and keep in touch with all of the latest Dr. Walls news on Facebook. Uh, she's also on Twitter and Instagram and seriously, go and check out her TED Talk, Minding Your Mitochondria. It will blow your mind. So as always, we hope you all enjoyed the show as much as we did. Make sure you tell us what you think and until next week, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, share your story and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Hi, Lawrence Tamir from The Wellness Guy Show and the Inside the Champion's Mind. The Wellness Summit returns to Melbourne in 2014 for not only one, but two days of powerhouse wellness with your favorite wellness couch host and Australian's wellness elite. Join us at Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16th and Sunday, August 17th for inspirational, educational, fun, exciting, sensational cocktail of wellness that promises to help you take your life to the next level. Regular tickets are $297, but for strictly limited time, we have 150 seats available for just $247. Hurry up, because the first 150 tickets, when we went on sale, sold out in 48 hours. So be quick. Join us at the two-day live event that will change your life forever. Tickets now are on sale at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.